if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, onward in hour number two, we go. It is nine minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock on this Friday, the free-for-all Friday. This the free-for-all portion is right now, as a matter of fact, by the way. So we'll get you up and on the radio. 24th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2020. Thanks again to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny for joining us last segment. Really interesting information. By the way, I talked briefly in the first half hour about... Um, the return of baseball uh, last night and the um, Yankees and the Nationals kneeling for the national anthem. And Derek just told me they actually found themselves a loophole. They knelt in homage to BLM, did these MLBers. They did their kneeling homage uh, prior to the anthem. They all knelt to Black Lives Matter, literally got on bended knee to an anti-American Marxist terrorist organization, then stood for the playing of the national anthem. So people could say, see, we didn't disrespect the anthem. Um, garbage. Sorry, that's a loophole. If you are kneeling to BLM, you are not in support of that flag. If you are kneeling to BLM, you are not in support of that anthem. If you are kneeling... To BLM, you are not in support of the United States of America, represented by those things. Because Black Lives Matter is not about black lives. If it was, they would be infuriated by the number of black lives that continue to be taken in American cities every single day. They would be livid about it. Oh my gosh, look at that. More dead black people. We have to do something to stop dead black people from happening every day. But they don't, because it's not about black lives. If it was, it would be easy for all of us to just say it. Yes, black lives matter. I say it all the time. All black lives matter. I have no problem saying that, because they do. They're human lives, so they matter. But it's not about black people dying. It's a political movement to destroy the United States of America. Black Lives Matter, the organization, is founded by Marxists, admittedly, who hate this country. They hate the fact that white people live in this country. 
talking about the anarchists now, talking about the Marxists. That's why the Black Lives Matter founder that a caller previous was talking about, one of the Black Lives Matter founders in Portland, was screaming about killing cops and about destroying this country. Not about protecting black lives. So baseball feeds into this, though, whether knowingly or unknowingly, by putting BLM on the pitcher's mound. Basketball returns in, in a, uh, next week. In the bubble down in Florida, they're going to have it plastered across the floor, Black Lives Matter. Football is going to do it. They're all bowing to an organization that wants to destroy the country in which those organizations live and work and prosper. It's not okay that they just don't do it during the anthem. This needs to be known so that everybody is watching and saying they are kneeling toward an organization that wants to destroy our freedom. And it's not any less serious than that. It is probably more serious than I can give voice to. So, there you have that. By the way, President Trump, thank you for the Legend Project. Thank you for bringing more federal police and federal law enforcement agents to the city of Cleveland to fight crime that the city of Cleveland police are unable to fight because of the consent decree put in place by the Department of Justice when it was run by Eric Holder and signed on to by Frank Jackson and Cleveland's city council. I hear these stories all the time. Crime is on a serious increase. It's a serious rise in the city of Cleveland. And cops are pretty much powerless to stop it. They can't go be proactive. You know that or they're going to end up getting charged or they're going to end up getting shot. Crime is on the increase in, in the city. Is it Portland right now? No. But is, are things good? Absolutely not. How many times do we need to point out the statistics? The percentage of increase in shootings and homicides in the city of Cleveland over previous years. It's terrible. And since local police, I won't say can't, but aren't allowed to stop it, President Trump sending in federal authorities to work with them is absolutely appropriate. You realize just... um this past Tuesday night, there were five shootings in Cleveland in one night alone, one being the homicide of a 63-year-old retired Cleveland firefighter who was taking a nightly walk, his nightly walk through the park with his wife, and was shot and killed. Also, a 7-year-old girl playing in the park, shot in the head. This is going on in Cleveland, not just in other cities. They do need to bring, uh, they do need to bring um, federal authorities in. No matter how much Nancy Pelosi wants to dismiss them as Trump's stormtroopers. Let's go to Lisa in uh, Lakewood. Lisa, you are on AM 1420. Hi, Bob. Um, Thanks for your patience. Go ahead. Um, no, no problem. Love your show. Um, two comments. I mean, number one, um, I, last week I got to thinking, where is Rob Weber? So I went on his Facebook page and I thought, this man has no money. So I am very disappointed that once again... The uh, Cuyahoga County Republican Club, the Ohio GOP, and the National GOP have let us down because Marcy Capter is very difficult to beat. And if there was ever going to be a time where we might possibly be able to do that, now would be the time. So I just, I don't give much. I probably give like 30 bucks a year. I'm not giving any more money because I just don't think that they're helping people in my area. And some number two, something very interesting that you will never hear the national media talk about. I have a son who's in criminology. 
the night that Tamir Rice was arrested, his mother was in jail doing time for drugs. And he, that's on the internet he, if you search for it. You mean the night so, he you mean the night he was shot? The, the, the yeah, the night he was, he was shot. She was right. in jail serving time for drugs. But we never talk about that, do we? It's always the police. I don't think that's accurate, to be honest with you, uh, Lisa, um, because his mother was on the scene shortly after the shooting, and it was well documented what she was doing on the scene. She was delaying the departure of the ambulance to go and try to save her son's life by going to the hospital, by making sure she had the names of every police officer there, and she was threatening that she was going to get millions for what they had just done. So, so probably fake news, but I will tell you, yeah. she's got one heck of a record. And another she does, thing too she does, yes, having, that part is law, true. Having law enforcement in my family, I, I've, like, my, you know, my brother, my uncle, everybody, they'll say, how long do you think we have to shoot? And I'll say, ah, they'll say, too late, I'm dead. Yeah, they that, said, there is no time. You shoot or you're dead. Yeah, well, believe me, I know that uh, better than most because... Uh, and, and, th- and, uh, and I was going to say one more thing, and I can let you go and okay. I'll listen. Okay. Um, people in Lakewood, Ohio better be very, very concerned. We have a very radical superintendent of schools who is going to be inducting into our curriculum the 1619 program along with the book um, White, uh, White uh, what do you call it, Fagility or something like that. And our mayor and our council, one is a member, supposedly a member of Antifa. They've already had a lot of protests. And if that happens, oh, my God, Lakewood is going to become a Portland. So people out there thinking that this is great Black Lives Matter, everything, you better be careful what you wish for, because that's coming to Lakewood soon. Thank you so much for being honest and telling the truth. You bet. Thank you for the call. Uh, It's not just coming to Lakewood, by the way. It's going to be coming to pretty much all Ohio schools, because that uh, the, the seeds were planted for that just last week at a state board of education meeting in which... uh, Essentially, white privilege uh, uh, um, was adopted. White suprem- anti-white supremacy uh, uh, curriculum tenets were adopted. Uh, they were setting the stage for the implementation of the 1619 project as curricula for all Ohio school children. Despite the fact that it's fiction, despite the fact that it is extraordinarily divisive, uh, etc., it is it is coming. And as far as shoot or don't shoot, I took part in a. Um, a few years back, I took part with the Westlake Police Department in a shoot or don't shoot scenario uh, type of thing where they put you in different circumstances as an officer where I'm supposed to confront people in various circumstances and then, based on their level of aggression, decide what to do. And I can tell you it's one of the most difficult things I've ever done. Admittedly, I didn't have any training in being a police officer, and there are certainly you know uh, significant amounts of training that are done, but it is it is exactly what you said. It is seconds Count, not even seconds, maybe milliseconds or microseconds that you have to make that decision to live or die. Uh, let's go to uh, Kathy, who has been waiting again a very long time in Avon Lake. Thank you for your patience, Kathy. Go ahead. Oh, hey, and that that woman was brilliant, that doctor, Ken Penny. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. Certainly. Um, I'm a, a Republican committee woman, and I ran for office in Pennsylvania in 92, 93, 96 including mayor of Pittsburgh, but um, I have seen the cheating that they do, and I go to only um, low-income polls, and I've done that forever, and they've always cheated in their primaries because they want to get the person through that they do, so it doesn't matter what happens. They have a system. They target all these races, and they 
and they vote for them, in other words. But I, we, my husband and I, and this is so frightening, and they're going to do it again to Trump in 2020. And, and Bob, if there's any way we can talk about it off the air, I really would love to explain it to you. But my husband and I were sent by the Trump people in 2016 to Bedford Heights, and that's where I saw exactly what they're going to do and how they have perfected this since Obama has been in. They sent in two lawyers, ACLU lawyers, to Bedford Heights, one from Los Angeles, one from New York City, with a computer. And I, I got there, and, I, you know, we're Republicans and, and all that, and we're saying what's going, you know, this is Bedford Heights. And, and I'm writing a book about this because I'm, I can't sleep at night. But anyway, um, I said to the two guys, what do you mean? Los Angeles and New York City. What are you doing here? And they said, well, we brought the computer. We had to train them last night. I said, you brought the computer? What for? Cheating? You should see the look on their face. So after they left the, the, the voting poll, we got there at 630 with the donuts like I've always done. And we were for Trump, whatever. I go up to the little wonderful little grandfather that they changed trained the night before how to use the computer that they embedded that day. This is general election day. This is not a primary. Well, and I uh, went up to... I'll tell you, I, I've, I've got Kathy. I've got I've got to uh, cut the, the the explanation short because I'm short on time here. But I appreciate your phone call. Uh, stay. Let me put you on hold here. Talk to Marcy, and uh, she'll give you my email address. And uh, I would like to hear more from you on this story. Unfortunately, I can't talk to everybody who calls off the air. Uh, but I can at least correspond with you that way. So she'll share my email address with you, and you can tell me the rest of that story because I do want to hear it, but I just am out of time for hearing it right now. Take that time out. Get a few more phone calls before the bottom of the hour. Tommy Hicks, co-chair of the RNC, is going to be joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob France, Authority, here on AM 1420, The Answer. Onward at 216-901-0945. If it's a Friday and there's a call from Medina, I'm betting it's going to be Lisa. Lisa Woods, our friend from Medina County Friends and Neighbors, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Lisa. Uh, good morning, Bob. Thank you for that. I just want to say thank you for having great guests and topics on your show your show is an essential part of my weekday mornings. That's very nice of you. you to know that. Very Thank nice you of you. So Thank much. you. Hey, we've got Jack Windsor coming tomorrow at the Copper Top. Um, you got Jack coming out to, to McFan? We do. Wow, we great. Do. So 8.30 tomorrow morning at the Copper Top in Valley City. Um, I did get a, a text from the manager at Copper Top late last night saying that, you know, we've got to do the math or... Um, you know, we won't be able to continue to have sure. meetings there. Sure. So I'm going to try to figure something out for August, but I'm going to just go on. We need to have the meeting. We need to talk about what's going on. Um, you know, while the weather's nice, Lisa, is there any place outdoors you can do this so that you can sit? Because what that, that order says is that masks are required, uh, um, it, it, you know, they're not required if you're outdoors and can man, maintain social distance. So if you're outdoors and you are having the chairs six feet apart, you can have people 
uh, you could set up a sound system that people sit there comfortably without having to wear masks. Right. Is that possible? I don't know if there's a location. You I'm know, just thinking out loud here. This, this short notice, <laughs> I really can't think of something that quick. No, for August. So I mean, I'm for August. Right, you're talking about looking for, for August. August? Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's, it's just so necessary for folks to meet in person and, I and agree. be able to really talk about what we're going to do. I've never seen it get this bad this quick. Uh, I want to talk about the things that that are going on uh, all over the place. Right. But, uh, you know. No, I, I get it. Talking about this. And it's yeah. a great it's a great idea to have uh, Jack as your guest because he of course is uh you know is on top of all of this the reality of what's going on versus the fearmongering done by the governor on a regular basis here. Did you hear his question and answer with the governor yesterday by chance? I didn't. I was so busy yeah. um doing a few other things. Well, he what? essentially got the governor to admit, you know, that we went from flatten the curve. That's all we have to do is flatten the curve Ohio to nobody else is allowed to get sick. And as long as anybody can get sick, then we're going to require masks, and we're we're going to, we're going to require I did social see that distancing. Headline. Yeah, right. it's it's right. beyond it's it's. I mean, seriously, it's just, it's so far gone right now. Uh, but Jack is doing great work there. I know he'll uh, have uh, a lot of great answers for a lot of great questions from McFan tomorrow. Tell people again what time and where. Okay, it's eight thirty in the morning tomorrow, Saturday the twenty fifth, um, at the Copper Top Restaurant, or it's actually called the Copper Top Golf Club now. Um, gotcha. And. And it's on 5740 Center Road in Valley City, the Copper Top Golf Club. Uh, we meet upstairs in the big ballroom. We are able to social distance. Um, they did warn us that, you know, the, the health department does go in there and make checks. And, you know, th- this place has been hurt just like every other business in Ohio. Sure. Uh, the, everyone's taken a hit, and we, we just you know, do not want to cause anything that. No, no, I I agree. Do what you got to do to get. Yeah, yeah. Do what you got to do to get people together because it is important to meet together, meet in person rather than doing Zoom things. And uh, yeah, you got to take care of the businesses too. Uh, Lisa, thanks so much as always. I appreciate your call. Uh, Let me get one more in before the bottom of the hour. Stephanie in North Olmstead. Hi, Stephanie. Go ahead. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. I I love everything that uh, Sherry Tenpenny had to say. Um, I want to add that. There is, um, to look up, if you haven't, look up ID 2020. That is a program that's launching a program to provide, um, that's going to combine vaccinations with implantable ID chips. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. you know, I've heard of that, um, along with the Quantum Dot uh, tattoo, which is kind of an implantable chip and identification that you have had that, uh, that, that vaccine slash implant as well. Uh, I've heard ID 2020, and we're going to, and Stephanie, thanks for the call. I, I apologize, i got to let you loose here early, but uh, we've got to get to our news, and I've got a guest on the other side. But we're going to talk more about those kinds of things, ID 2020, uh, like I said, the Quantum Dot uh, implantations and other things, because... The longer we go with the uh, mandates that are being given to us across the country, not just here in Ohio, across the country, uh, as it pertains to COVID-19, the more relevant some of these things that previously had been dismissed as being conspiratorial, the more relevant they become. And that's that's important. That's why I talked to Dr. Tenpenny about. There's still going to be people who are going to say, look, the websites you're visiting are conspiracy websites. The people writing are conspiratorial. The doctors that are writing about it are conspiracy theorists. They're all nuts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and maybe for a period of time, there might have been a reason to think those kinds of things. But we're starting to see things taking shape before our very eyes that we cannot ignore. And we will discuss those things. All right, let's get our news now. And then uh, Tommy Hicks, uh, co-chair of the RNC, is going to join us on AM 1420, The Answer. There are two sides to every story. 
There's the mainstream media side. And then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. Onward we roll now. 1035. 25 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you in this particular broadcast. Stick around. At 11 o'clock, you'll have the Mike Gallagher version of awesome. Prager, Dr. G, uh, who, of course, is now uh, back uh, in the presidential administration as he was appointed to uh, a very important national security post on a team uh, for President Trump. That's great news. You'll hear Dr. Gorka and, of course, Jay Sekulow live before Larry Elder. Stay right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Good Friday to you. Uh, thanks again to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Thanks to uh, great callers the last half hour. Let's... Uh, Let's go back to politics now, and let's talk about what the president is doing to get reelected. Let's also talk about what he's doing to bring law and order to the lawlessness in so many huge urban centers across this country. Joining us is RNC co-chairman Tommy Hicks, now on AM 1420, The Answer. Thank you so much for the time, Mr. Hicks. How are you this morning? I'm good, Bob. How are we doing in Ohio? We're doing all right. Uh, I guess, you know, our our governor ordered uh, everybody in the state to wear masks when they're in public. And a lot of other governors have done that. President Trump is now on uh, the mask bandwagon, too, even though he opposes mandates. He thinks everybody should do it just for the purposes of uh, keeping themselves as healthy as they can. Um, what do you what is your take on that, Tommy? What, what is the president's what is the president's real message here? Because he has been, uh, you know, very much, you know, hey, everybody has the freedom of their own choice. But he is trying to start pushing the mask mask uh, masking voluntarily anyway. Well, I think the president is very focused on keeping the American people safe, and he has been for, since you know day one of his presidency. Uh, unfortunately, this, this number this one virus job, is, yeah. yeah. And this virus is something we've never been through, uh, or maybe once in a hundred years. Uh, you know, but the, but the president wants to keep keep people safe, and he is not mandating anything. Um, I think it's important that that people recognize that he he respects freedom, but he also wants people to be safe. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it's it's all about freedom. People who want to wear masks, absolutely, by all means, by all means do it, but nobody should feel compelled to uh, because of governmental order. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, speaking of keep it, keeping people safe, let's talk about um, the federal law enforcement officers that are being put in various cities that, quite frankly, haven't been able to keep their uh, spiking violent crime rates under control. Now, Portland is one example that is a horrible example because it's literally on fire every night. They're burning something. They're taking over the streets at around 9 p.m. and controlling them until around 4 p.m., according to multiple reports. Police there can't do anything. The mayor won't allow them to do anything. Nobody will stand up to the criminals and thugs, except for President Trump who sends federal authorities there to try to rein in some of the insanity, and the liberal Democrat mayor, Ted Wheeler, along with liberal Democrat mayors in other cities like Minneapolis and Oakland and others are saying, keep your storm, Lori Lightfoot, keep your stormtroopers out of our cities. For crying out loud, I mean, do they really, really want their cities to be destroyed and violent crime to be taking more lives, especially black lives, that are supposed to matter in each of these cities? Well, it's, I think it's on day 57 now, and it's really sad that the Democrats have actually surrendered to the mob. And, and this mayor, I believe, even got tear gas the other day uh, trying to blend in with the with the mob. So, sure did. But this, this president is absolutely leading. He's got the back of law enforcement. He's augmenting uh, uh, with with federal officers to protect uh, federal property. And it's, it's really sad what's going on in these, frankly, these Democrat-run cities. And... Uh, Operation Legend is something that worked well in, in Kansas City. Uh, it's where we fortified uh, 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 
the uh, federal buildings with federal officers, and, and I think we're moving people into Chicago now, and the mayor actually agreed to let that happen. So I think that's a positive step in the right direction. The American people want to be kept safe, and this president, again, going back to you know what he, what his number one job is from day one of his presidency, he wants to make sure the American people are kept safe. You know, uh, in one of those cities is here in Cleveland uh, as part of Operation Legend, uh, and there has been a huge spike in shootings and violent crime here in Cleveland. Cleveland has been going in a bad direction for a very long time anyway, especially since the Obama-era consent decree was signed and forced upon them by uh, the Department of Justice when it was run by Eric Holder. Police aren't allowed to proactively uh, go out there and prevent crime. They are just uh, you know, supposed to essentially go investigate after the crimes have already happened. Uh, what is it that the president hopes to accomplish in cities like Cleveland? Well, hopefully to keep people safe. Unfortunately, the, the mayors and the leadership in these in these blue cities won't do it. They will not do their job. And whether it's because of something, uh, a policy put forth in the Obama administration or, or them surrendering to mobs right now, you know, this president showing leadership. He's showing leadership by putting uh, law enforcement first. And uh, I think that's really important because the other, the other, on the other hand, you're going to have mob rule. And that's basically, this is an example of what America would look like under a Biden administration. And that, that's not something the American people will accept. Uh, you know, that's and, a great, uh, in, no, go ahead, please. Case case in point, point. Leadership, uh, yeah. leadership in, in, in New York City. Leadership matters. Crime is up 257% in New York under de Blasio. That is a, uh, striking number. Uh, it, it is it is a perfect example of how leadership matters, and so is President Trump. Him, his sending federal uh, resources in to make sure that people are kept safe is leadership. And yet, you know what? This is what I don't understand. We're talking to Tommy Hicks, uh, uh, co-chair of the RNC. Um, Bill de Blasio has said he will sue Donald Trump to stop him from sending any federal authorities in to help stop that crime surge. I, I mean, if somebody says to me, hey, you're having a big problem over there. Obviously, a lot of your residents are dying. There's a lot of violence happening here. Can we help? I, I think I would say, God, yes, please help. What can we do here? Help us out. Instead, he's saying, no, leave us alone. You said before that they are, you know, essentially, um, kowtow. I can't remember the phrasing you used to, to, to the rage mob. They're, they're more than just, uh, you know, allowing it or bending to the rage mob. They are embracing the rage mobs in New York and in, you know, again, in Portland and Minneapolis and Oakland and some of these other places. They're literally saying, don't bring more law and order here. Let the rage mob be, you know, be violent. It's That's insane, if you ask me. And, you know, our cities are on fire right now. And we've got to make sure that people are kept safe. And the president is very focused on that. And thank God he's president. I, I could not agree more. And you brought up uh, Joe Biden and what it would be like. Um there's an ad running now for the Trump-Pence re-election campaign that I think is very poignant. Uh, you know, it's the old lady, you know, the grandma sitting in the chair. She notices a shadowy figure. She hears them trying to jimmy the lock. She calls 911, and in the background, as she's calling 911, is, uh, is Hannity uh, re- reporting accurately and correctly that Joe Biden wants to defund police. And then as the uh, lady gets through to 911, she gets the machine. And the machine says, sorry, we're not here to take your emergency phone call. And the obvious, the point is obvious. If Joe Biden is president and he is successful and he listens to the, uh, you know, the, the BLM and Antifa organizers that want to defund cops, that's going to happen. You defund police, that means you take away manpower. You take away equipment, you take away resources, and people are left to fend for themselves against violent criminals. Yeah, and people joke around that Joe Biden is in his basement, but it's not a joke. 
Joe Biden is invisible at a critical time. And this president is out there every single day uh, leading by example and acting to make sure that we keep Americans safe. He is. And uh, according to the polls, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're talking to Tommy Hicks, co-chair of the RNC. How do you feel about that fact? Um, uh, because, you know, Joe Biden isn't doing anything to win the election. He's sitting there being quiet as COVID rages and as the, you know, the country rages and these race riots and these other things that are going on. So he's not winning the election, but he is winning in the polls. He's just sitting there and people are saying, I want that guy over this guy. How serious do you take those polls, Tommy? I mean, of course, you remember how accurate the polls were in 2016. But, I mean, what they do is they, they undersample Republicans. I think the two uh, major polls that came out recently that showed Biden ahead nationally uh, had Republicans sampled at 24%. And we know for a fact that in 2016 and 2018, 33% of the voters were Republican. And what they also do is they poll registered voters, not likely voters. So what they are, they're suppression polls to try to um, basically suppress the, the vote of, the, of, of President Trump's and Republicans' uh, supporters. The national polls don't concern me as much. Um, I do pay attention, though, to the specific polls in, in the battleground states. You know, we all know why President uh, Trump won in 2016, you know, because he broke the blue wall. You know, you win Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania. That's a big deal. Florida, of course, is part of the ultimate swing states. Ohio is an ultimate swing state. When I see him trailing in those individual states, though, that's when I get a little concerned. And you're right. I know they do push polling and I do, they do oversampling and undersampling. Um, but, but I wonder if they can be effective. You know, that they will suppress, you know, Trump supporters from getting out there thinking that it's already lost. There's no way you can overcome a 10 or a 12 point deficit. What I can tell you is every single state is in play right now, and I get to travel around the country and talk to people everywhere. And the enthusiasm behind reelecting this president and Republicans up and down the ballot is very real. We had 8.2 million voters vote for the president in 2016 who did not vote in the midterms. They are all coming home in 2020, and then some. I think the Democrat Party has gone so far left that you're seeing many Democrats say, hey, this is not my my granddaddy's Democrat Party anymore. I'm going to go ahead and vote for President Trump because of what he's accomplished, what the American people have accomplished under his leadership and his policies. Don't forget, under this president, we've made some tremendous accomplishments. We've had the the best economy the world's ever seen until the virus came along, and we're already rebuilding. Uh, 200 judges confirmed to actually interpret the Constitution, trade deals that actually work for Americans as opposed to foreign countries, and the list goes on and on. And on the other side, Joe Biden has embraced everything that Bernie Sanders ran on, whether it's Green New Deal, which would kill jobs and raise gas prices and electricity prices, or open borders, uh, which would be bad for Americans. And uh, it, the contrast couldn't be more clear for the ultimate poll, which is on November 3rd. The American people are going to choose between freedom or big government socialism. You're, you're 100% right on the accomplishments, and, and I just hope that the president and his team can get that message out and remind everybody of what this country looked like before the pandemic and before, you know, the, the, the burning of American cities because of one idiot in Minneapolis who did something terrible and reprehensible and defensible to George Floyd. Prior to this, I think the president was cruising. The greatest economy that you, as you pointed out, which of course was going to be his biggest, uh, point for reelection. 
election, uh, what he had done for, you know, this is the other, the other part of this, too. Joe Biden, two, night, two days ago, declared that Donald Trump is the first presidential candidate uh, who is a racist to run for president and win. It was one of the most disgusting things that I've ever heard. And I think he's terrified because prior to all of this, Tommy, and I'm sure you're well aware, President Trump had a 34 to 40% approval rating among black voters, black, which is incredible when you consider where Republicans usually poll among African-American voters. But black voters know what he did for HBCUs. They know what he did with the First Step Act. They know what he did for unemployment and employment and wages for African-Americans and the opportunity zones created. You know, black voters were thrilled, you know, by and large with what President Trump was doing. And that's why Joe Biden is back out there going, you know, this guy's a racist. Well, I think that was just his deplorable moment. And if I could go back to messaging, uh, obviously, the mainstream media is not going to cover what the president's accomplished. But what who will cover it are the right now we have 1.5 million volunteers in our grassroots army. That number is growing by the thousands every week. And what those people are going to do is go door to door or make phone calls and talk to their friends and their neighbors about the accomplishments of this president to make sure that it gets goes through the filter of the quote unquote mainstream media. I know the president is hating the fact that he can't have his rallies. He loves his rallies. They were a huge part of building the momentum and the excitement and, uh, and, and motivation that you talk about, you know, back in 2016. So he can't have those now because of COVID. And in fact, now he won't even have his Jacksonville acceptance speech. Uh, how much of an impact do you think that will have on, on you know, the, uh, the, the moment, momentum, if you will, that he's trying to build going toward November? Well, the president, as you know, loves to talk directly to the American people, whether it's on on Twitter or, by the way, that speech at Mount Rushmore was spectacular. And 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 so I I, probably the best of his presidency. I I, he's had a couple of really great ones, particularly State of the Unions. But but yeah, that that I think was maybe the best of his presidency. It was absolutely. And yes, he he did uh, cancel the the celebration. uh, But, you know, keeping American, the American people safe is his number one priority. Uh, So. He made uh, a tough call, a call that leaders make, and uh, that's why he's president. Uh, he makes tough calls. But he, he will, I could imagine a scenario in the near future where he will lay out his, his vision for the next four years under President Trump. So I'm excited for that. I, 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 you know what? We have to be excited for that. We have to make sure that this man is reelected because we literally are choosing now between the history of this republic uh, being the present and future of this republic, which is one of capitalism, which is one of freedom, which is one of liberty, which is one of rights, which is one of limited government, uh, or we are going to choose socialism, and we are going to choose a loss of rights. We are going to lose freedom of speech. We're going to lose freedom of expression. We're going to lose religious liberty. We're going to lose the right to bear arms, for crying out loud. We're seeing all of these things being played out before our very eyes, and Joe Biden embraces and stands for all of them. So that's how important this election is, and that's why the work you and the RNC are doing is so very crucial. So uh, I want to thank you for sharing the message. It is. It is. It's a very. It's never been more stark, even more maybe than 2016 was, uh, especially now that we've seen what Donald Trump stands for in three and a half, almost four full years as president. So, uh, Tommy Hicks, keep up the great work with the RNC, and please come back and visit with us again. All right. Thank you, Bob. Take care. Thank you. Tommy Hicks, co-chair of the RNC. Uh, I mean... Has it ever been more stark, the difference between two people and two visions and two countries? Honestly, I this is even more clear now than it was when it was Trump versus Hillary Clinton. Because at the time, and I said this during the primaries, I was afraid we had two New York liberals to choose from. 
because President Trump's past statements and past standing on various issues, you know, were, were decidedly left of center, and I was really concerned. But then he changed for the campaign and said, no, I believe in these conservative principles. Okay, we voted for him, we gave him the shot, and now for three and a half years, he's lived it. He didn't talk the talk, he walked the walk. So now the choice is even more stark. It is more clear. The difference between Trump and Biden could not be more obvious. And the difference between what you want as a country, this country to be like, could not be more obvious either. Final segment coming up, AM 1420, The Answer. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Hey, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, uh, and if you're looking for a movie to watch, forget about Hollywood, as you know Hollywood. Go to UncleTom.com. Watch and be entertained and enlightened and, quite frankly, moved. I think it is. I think it's very moving. Um, The story of Uncle Tom, which is the movie the leftist Democrats don't want you to see. The stars of the movie are people they don't want you to hear, stories they don't want you to learn about. Their journeys are incredible. People like Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, Brandon Tatum, these are all black conservatives in America who have faced all kinds of bigotry and discrimination from those on the left because they dare think for themselves rather than be clinging to the democratic um, ideological plantation. It's really an amazing movie. Uh, you can save 20% on the cost of it right now. It's available at UncleTom.com on pay-per-view. Save 20% by using the promo code Cleveland. Promo code Cleveland. Save 20% on Uncle Tom. It's a great, great view. It's something that I strongly recommend. Let me get a couple more calls in before we're done. We'll go to uh, Medina. Bob, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, uh, Bob. Uh, thank you very much for your good radio. I'm yes, sir. really, really great. You know, pleasure to listen to you every morning and keep it informed. Uh, real quick here, I signed up for uh, Citizens for Free Speech and you know made my donation and all of that. Does that automatically get me one of them? Uh, uh, you know, uh, cards. That oh, the you blue cards. Around? Yeah, you, you know, you just have you just have to make a small donation. I think it's five bucks if you don't make a yeah, five dollar donation. Yeah, I did. Yeah, then then they will send you that card as long as you when you made your donation you clicked yes I want a card and you put your address and stuff in there they will send you one. I will tell you thousands and thousands and thousands of them are on back order because um, we had no idea how many people would want these things and uh so believe me they they have them ordered they are getting them shipped and and put you know put in envelope uh, in envelopes and mailed out as quickly as they can. But if you did if you made a $5 donation and you put your address in there you will be receiving one. Great, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, the fact that that's there's so many, so much response is that's a very very good sign, you know. And uh, oh my goodness, you know, I, you know they originally ordered. I'm sorry to interrupt, Bob, but I'm short on time here. They 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 order originally ordered like a thousand of those. They were gone in like two days, uh, and, wow. and and so now they've ordered another five, six, seven thousand of them, and they can't even keep up with the demand. So many people do not want to wear those masks, and they want to wear something that shows, you know, the the people that are that are trying to force them to do so that they don't have to under under you know with the, with your your health and your rights and bob i gotta run thanks for the call your rights supersede any of these mandates and um the card explains that and again it doesn't carry any power of law but it is a very helpful tool to explain why you are not wearing masks and uh and it can be a great service to a lot of people and it is tj in cleveland next hi tj go ahead 
you know, Bob, when Trump offered help to the city of Cleveland, who's number seven on the list now for, you know, uh, uh, violence. Violence, yeah, yeah. And a man like Sherrod Brown protesting, what kind of creature in pursuit of power would deny the people of Cleveland a chance at a normal, safe, you know, uh, uh, life? What kind of creature would embrace the fact that policemen are being shot and killed just for his pursuit of personal power or buildings destroyed, uh, businesses looted, monuments, you know, torn down? What kind of creatures are these, Bob? These are people that were spawned in hell, in my opinion. And you'll never be able to negotiate with them. You won't be able to reason with these people. The only thing you can do is send them back to hell where they were spawned. I mean, this really gets me teed off because I live in Cleveland and I was so happy to see maybe we're going to get some help. And then a clown like Sherrod Brown is going to try to turn it down. Who the hell is he? And all the years he's been in politics, what has he done? Nothing. Nothing. No, and you know, TJ, I share your outrage and I share your frustration. You're 100% right. Uh, And thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. Listen. If somebody offers me help to stop other people from getting killed, I would say, yes, please help. For this guy to say, no, I don't want help, I want people to die, I want the violence to continue, shows you who he really is. TJ, thank you. Thank you to Dr. Tenpenny. Thank you to Tommy Hicks. And thanks to everybody for listening. Have a safe weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye-bye.